This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Submariner, first class, Cedric Espen Sump, A.O., torching the blindside blue paper once again now. It's the sound of the Sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ, and this week... This week, the Sumster completed a one-day intensive and became AUKUS compliant. It's that easy. It's uh, going to be a great boom to employment for kids coming out of school, wondering what they could do, well, they can get AUKUS compliant in about an hour and a half. Congratulations to Cedric from the whole Bludge family. Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Now, to the greatest game of all and round 12, there was so much excitement. Unbelievable, unprecedented excitement, never mind unbelievable excitement. So many big issues hit the fan when the TNT blew the boot off the HQ Holden. Uh, blindsiders, those green shoots at Leichhardt are now a forest of growth. With the Tigers putting away the Cowboys, the tune for the Growlers with striped 66, Cows 18. Unimaginable a few weeks ago. Unimaginable, completely unimaginable. Now they've won two on the trot. What a season for those plucky, happy people of Leichhardt. And what about those dogs? Yes, the kennel revolution is well underway now that the Oracle, that is Gus Gould, has got them on the raw and fresh diet. The fur is flying under the radar with a wonderful showing against the Titans that had, well, that was an improvised melody around the tune of Viva Las Vegas uh, on the trombone. Tune, dogs 20, Titans 18. And call me Gagai, but Joe Schuster, the points bet powerhouse, has set himself to be the world's best that is, at playing rugby league. The last time anyone undertook such an ambition was Mace, as in Willie Mason, when he decided to become the most feared prop in rugby league. But that was years ago, and uh, this Schuster kitty, if anybody can become the greatest player ever, he can. Now, speaking of greats, the Oracle of Pasta Pasta has suggested that Payne Haas could be, again, the greatest of all time. So this week, we've got two of the greatest of all time with us. And uh, the big O, as in the Oracle... Could not put a price on the, you know, the harsh bloke as he's blown away by the quality and quantity of the kid's work. I mean, that's that's the um, Oracle talking. And, you know, when the Oracle talks like the Oracle Adelphi, you know, I tend to sit up, lean forward and listen. Because let's face it, he's been right so many times because he's both wrong and right at the same time, if you get my drift. Now, it's a stacked lineup, incidentally, for the, uh, the uh, best of all time. In the prop caper, I mean, there's the Brick Spud, Chief, Dish, Bromwich Brothers, Burjo, Fafita, to name but a few, and not forgetting, of course, in yesteryear, the mighty Peter Tunks. But Payne, I've got to say, he's got to be in that conversation. I mean, anything that begins, you know, who's the greatest prop of all time, you've got to talk arse. Of course you do, you've got to talk Payne. I mean, if the Oracle says he's the one, he, we, we've got to listen. We've got to say, okay, Oracle, have a go. Why is he the greatest? Well, it's the quality and quantity of his work. 
that he likes. Anyway, no, nothing to do with ball security or making the yards look easy and stuff like that. It's the quality and quantity of his work. And this week, as the Bludge family organised to get together for next Wednesday night, Late Mail suggests that it will be on in Adelaide from the kickoff. That's right. This is a stink that has Origin fans cooking and buzzing. They are licking their lips in expectation that the powder keg containing, wait for it, just two names, Tino and Tavita, will explode explode for 79 minutes of the whole 80 minutes. I mean, it's going to be one of those nights. There's only going to be a minute of peace and the whole thing will go up. Adelaide hasn't seen anything like it. I was trying to think of the... You know, the bushfires that took out the eagle on the hill all those years ago. I mean, that that must be at least 50 years ago. It was that, it's going to be that sort of night. And yeah, the dry powder is right there on the pine. Liam Martin has decided to put his grub hat back on and he's coming with a whole new bag of tricks to Adelaide. The back rower is no stranger to trouble. He knows where the sin bin is. He knows all about the rap sheet and the post-hooter penalties. Just wait until Freddie lets him off the leash. And New South Wales has a maternal motivational situation with a complex penal connection between prop, that's the prop, the guy's going to be the greatest because Gus just loves the quantity and quality of his work, you know, Payne, Payne. Well, Payne's mum's on the inside and the kid will be doing it for her next Wednesday night. Remember how this well this worked, I think, for the Hoppawati family when one of the lads came out from to play for St Helens and what a buck up it gave to the one who's inside doing stir. And then there was another incident and I've lost the surname where the kid uh, was inside, might be Manu, could it be? And then the youngster stepped up because he was now the breadwinner and he played a blinder. I think it might have been for uh, Leichhardt, uh, the Bowman-West combination. Anyway, that's all ahead of us. <laughs> With this week, it's going to be a great week. Rugby league, obviously, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and a little bit of extra icing on that cake with Origin on Wednesday night. Now, uh, look, let's face it, Wednesday night, it's going to be bump and dump, hate and mate, fist and pissed. It's that sort of night of poetry that only Origin can produce in Adelaide Oval. Uh, I believe will by Thursday morning, be widely acknowledged by the Oracle as the spiritual home of rugby league. International Rugby League, an update from Las Vegas, uh, the centre of rugby league excellence, uh, Caesars Palace. The Canberra Raiders are now asked if they want to be part of it and the Broncos are already saddled up and ready to go. But does the NRL need to promote the duel in the desert by educating the locals about the sport? I mean, this is a sport where the forward pass is banned Unlike the NFL, where the forward pass is the only way, really the only means of propelling the ball. I mean, you've got to go to schools and say, listen, don't be surprised if the ball is always going backwards. It's not a mistake. They're able to use several times they're able to move the ball backwards. It's not a, like, you know, quarterbacks throwing the ball. You know, you know the story. I mean, but they've got to do their homework. And while it's great, in disturbing news, this is concerning the duel in the desert, in disturbing the double-headed duel in, desert, in the desert, I think I should say, in disturbing news, it looks like the romance between Feathers and Sneesby has gone cold. I mean, could it happen at a worse time? I mean, here we are, we're, we're launching rugby league onto an international stage and the main, you know, free-to-air person, people in Australia, run by a bloke called Sneesby, Channel 9, etc. and now they're at war with the people who are putting on the game. I mean, it's just madness. 
And so many questions have been raised this week, but at least we've got the rest of the season to find the answers. Elsewhere, the Isuzu Ute A-League climaxes with Central Coast Mariners. I mean, this is a David and Goliath story, isn't it? Central Coast Mariners, busted ass, no names. They're up into the final against Melbourne City in the big one. Dream come true at Combank Stadium, Saturday, June the 3rd, kickoff at 7.45pm. Now, you remember that earlier in the season, there was a, a decision made that I think the next three grand finals in the A-League were all going to be played in Sydney, never mind who's in them. So here we have the first of these with the Mariners and Melbourne playing in, well, Parramatta, effectively. I mean, go figure. I mean, they're doing something right, but most of it's wrong. Now, and uh, we're late to this, speaking of football. Shouldn't the Socceroos and Matildas have a government-funded centre of excellence like every other half-bake, half-assed football competition in the nation? Our national football teams have millions of followers, not only here but around the world, and yet the schmozzle wanders around the joint looking for a place to put up the nets and have a kick about. It's not good enough. It's not going to... And people forget that the World Women's Cup is going to be here, I think, next year, and we're on track to win the World Cup within the next, say, well... 200. Now, in the Premier League, Man City win again as Arsenal powder in the final weeks, but it's all a bit ho-hum unless you're a citizen. I think they might have won it five times out of the last six years. Mercifully, there is now a probe into the, well, I was going to say FIFA-style probe, which you know what that means, don't you? Anyway, I'll let that rest. FIFA-style probe into the financial irregularities, or maybe the financial irregularities of FIFA-style, in the winner's clubhouse that go back decades. And the donkey circuit erupted this week. Former bomber, uh, Bell Chambers, put away G-Town hero Cam Mooney. Well, it was a terrific, lively bout, fun. And then Bell knocked Moons out, completely knocked him out. It was a beautiful punch. I mean, when the bloke's head's turned, that's the time to go in hard. Uh, it was on the zoo undercard. In the main bout, of course, Nikita beat uh, Bomber. Might have been in the first round that. Nothing much to see there. But as the lights went out and the lid came down and the ambulance took him away, Moons was heard to whisper to Andrew Gay's ringside, this is living. And beautiful, beautiful. It sums up everything the donkey circuit has to offer. No talk of a rematch, but is this Latrell challenge to the winner, the next cab off the DC rank? We don't know. We live in hope. AFL and Tiger Dimmer, that is Coach Tiger Dimmer, exit stage left. Honestly, there's not a drop of juice left in that lemon, and he could see it. Elsewhere, the plucky Swans win a match because the kangaroo interchange official couldn't count. More on that in a moment. But what a top betting proposition. The number of interchange mistakes for a same-day multi. I mean, it selects itself to be the last thing on your card, but who wouldn't want to get involved after last weekend's schmozzle? Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation is again fully focused on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. And there is now a suggestion that the punting dollar is softening. I don't like the sound of that. Speaking of blueberries, Best Buy, well, the best I could do was certified organic frozen, was a 12-kilogram pack for, wait for it, this is a real steal, $288. Pricey, but they do last forever. Anyway, the voice of hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin, Slavin, or Slavin, if you like, I've just changed his name and why not, uh, who is the best in the business, best in the business, and always gets the job done, and there's no doubt about it. Roy, have a rugby league. Welcome to, well, let's face it, Origin Week. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully six. Simon Oak! Uh, yes, uh, thank you very, 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 very much, uh, HG, and happy Rugby League, HG, of course. 
uh, to you and, of course, to your family. And uh, happy rugby league to all decent, law-abiding Aussies fed up with trolls, scammers, (laughs) tactical bloody nuclear weapons or the moving about of them, Price Waterhouse Coopers grubs, death ceilings, royal commissions, feral horses, feral bloody pigs, feral cats, feral toads, extinction rates, book bans, fed up with the tsunami of toxic blackness, who turned to the soothing, healing, and now necessary happy-go-lucky balm of rugby league. My God, what a week. Cameron Green makes a 47-ball century with the IPL and uh, honestly, no matter where you look at the moment, Aussie cricketers are just starring everywhere. Very, very good prospects for the uh, for the Ashes series coming up in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, Chris Broad suggests that Warner may well be his bunny. Whoa. Chris Broad, what a clown. He didn't like the last Ashes no, series. No, he didn't. Like, he, he said it was, uh, you know... To be Rubbish. nullified. Yeah, taken out of the taken book. Taken out because it meant nothing. Yeah. Well, it might have meant nothing to, to Broad, yeah. but it meant a lot to us. Oh, indeed. I've never... I've never been proud no, of Australian no, I was cricket. Say. Proud. Yeah, great. There's a lot after of pride the... in Australian cricket. We still have it. Yeah, and we'd, after the debacle in South Africa... That's right. That restored it Restored pride. a lot of pride. Wasn't it 4-0? 4-0, yes. We really bashed them up, made them look stupid, made them look like clowns, like Broads. Why bother should they come again? That's right. Team of Broads. Now, Collingwood, well, they've cancelled their netball team, which is going to jeopardise the whole super netball competition no. by the looks of things, which is predicated on a an eight-team competition, and that's what the uh, the people who are paying, that is the, uh, uh, the broadcasters who are financially uh, financing the, uh, the competition... Uh, so they may now have a legal means to withdraw completely from it. And this is very short th- short-term thinking on behalf of the Collingwood organisation who've uh, posted a mighty profit this year. Uh, so this seems a terribly selfish time to be doing what they're doing. No, I agree. Totally selfish. And uh, the more criticism that can be directed at the Collingwood team or the Collingwood club, the better in this <laughs> instance. Um, anyway. Will it rub off of their footy players? I hope not. Well, I hope it does. I know they're riding high at the moment, but uh, let's hope it's short term. <laughs> let's hope so. Fair enough. Now, Andrew Maloney, one of the twins, you recall, sadly he was KO'd in his tilt for the WBO junior bantamweight title. We L- lucky punch? Wish him all. Of course it was a lucky punch. Mm. Um... I saw most of the bout. Uh, he looked pretty good there for a while, but uh, it was one of those things one just got through and, uh, as you say, it was a, a lucky punch. But I, I hope the Twins haven't given up the idea of uh, dominating uh, the bantamweight no. level in world boxing for many years to come. Well, the one, it, the it's, a minor, it's a minor setback, mm. shall we say. Uh, now, the Socceroos are to play Argentina in Beijing. Stranger things have happened, I suppose, but I can't imagine one off the top of my head. Still, I look forward to... I think it'll be a great idea. 
Uh, I don't know where in Beijing they're playing. Uh, HG and myself have been to Beijing. Uh, I'm not saying that we had a look at their sporting facil- facilities all that closely, but we had a very good look at the uh, Forbidden City. And uh, if there was uh, room to be found in the f- Forbidden City, and I'll be, I think there could be, it would be a terrific yeah, brilliant, venue. Brilliant, brilliant venue. Yeah. Might be a bit hard under the foot. So much history. So much history. <laughs> Enormous amount of history. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, I certainly look forward to it. I don't know if a date has been inked yet. Perhaps it has been, but I don't think it's too long away. Uh, so that's something we can really look forward to. When I And will this help diplomacy between our great I'm countries? I'm sure it will. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure how. No. It'd be up to someone like Henry Kissinger to be able to uh, Unlike, unravel that, what's yeah. going on here. You know what? Argentina, Australia, in Beijing, soccer, what? It makes no sense to me, but, uh, you know, it's beyond my pay scale. I understand. You know, all I can do is comment and say, well, I'm pleased it's happening, <laughs> superficially, without reading too much into it. You know, I, I'm just a bloke who comments on what's happening in sport. You know, I don't know what the political machinations are. I don't know what President Xi's feelings are about it. I don't know if there's been any, any uh, back channels uh-huh. between Australia, Argentina and, uh, and China. I don't know. Mm. Perhaps there has been. Well, mm. it would have to be. Mm. You know, you can't just turn you up. You can't out get of the into the for- Forbidden City. No, you can't. You need to organise that. I mean, they haven't got parking for buses no, there. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Uh, Remember, there was a Starbucks in there. Tiananmen Square. No, no, Tiananmen Square would be great. Not a hell of a long way from, from forbidden the city. Forbidden City. Yeah. And they could put up temporary stands. They could. Again, temporary grass. You well, could do that. Artificial grass, sure. yeah. Anyway, uh, more questions than answers, but what a t- terrific questions to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, the boomers uh, formally reach out to uh, troubled Aussie superstar Ben Simmons. Uh, I hope Ben uh, answers the call. I, I think uh, being in the squad with the Socceroos would do a hell of a lot for his confidence. Socceroos? Uh, well, boomers. boomers. I, don't, I yeah. don't know about Socceroos. socceroos I mean, help. if Ben wants to have a shot yeah, in Beijing, yeah. in why not? Beijing. Let him in. Let him in. Yeah. Uh, at least he doesn't have to free throw in a game of soccer, <laughs> which has been his Achilles, Achilles yeah, heel Achilles at Hill, the moment, it? yes. I, I hope his free throwing is going well. Uh, my only um, advice to young Ben is practice. Yeah. <laughs> All comes down to practice. True, true. true. Uh, now, tennis villain, the official tennis villain, that's uh, Daniel Medvedev, uh, wins the Italian Open. Uh, I think the crowd were really annoyed, upset that it happened. and Drop uh, shots. Gave him, you know, gobbed him off, something awful. I don't know if Medvedev has the drop shot in his repertoire uh, yet, but it'll happen, HG, believe yeah, no. me, it will yeah. happen. Uh, now, Brooks Kepka wins the USPGA, and I think the Great White Shark was very upset that the club president refused to shake hands with Kepka because he's a live man. Right. How did so, you read that? Uh, well, I read it as a snub uh-huh. because he's a live man. Uh, I've never liked Did you so. approve of the snub, I suppose, is what uh, I'm I think asking. I did. Yeah. Yes. I've never been a Kepka man. I've met the bloke. Well, I was going to say I've only met him a couple of times, but I'd be lying. I've never met him at all. But I've, uh, I've seen his work and uh, I don't think he's very good, to be honest. Just um, got a lucky hole here and yeah, there. Yeah, lucky hole. Here yeah, lucky there. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Golf's all about. He's not Mike, what I'd call a, a personality player, but then again, who is? Who is on the golf these days? Apart from Phil Mickelson, <laughs> you know, gambling debt of two hundred million. Well, you've got to admire that. I mean, I, I'd struggle to bloody 
shift 200 million in 200 years. Honestly, I would. But this bloke's managed to do it in about 10. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. He must do nothing else. Uh, Now, uh, alarm bells ringing at the parlour state of Australian women's tennis, HG. I notice there's only one qualifier in the French Open. One Aussie female player. This is a parlour state. Incredible. Uh, I I didn't realise the uh, slow of despond was so deep in uh, Australian women's tennis. I'm very disturbed by it and I don't know what the... What anyone's doing about it. Right. People have turned a blind eye. I don't hear any discussion on buses or in the streets. Does one of the Woodies write a think piece or something I, like I've that? Heard I've, I've, I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing. Has a TikTok about the parlour state Look, of... Look, this has happened right before our eyes. I know. And, and, and nobody's saying a word about it apart from now, you yeah. and me. We're the only ones talking about it. Do you know what's weird is this week also there's been a big problem in English tennis. They've got no juniors either. Is that right? They're completely or y- younger people. Can I people just say, actually, I don't care. No, I understand that. But, but I do but care about Australian women's yeah. tennis. Always I have. <laughs> Always have. I think Australia could take England at the moment in tennis. I think so. Yeah. I think, but that that's cold comfort. Yes. <laughs> no. That's enough. cold comfort. You want the slams. I, I want slams. Yeah. I want Aussies, you know, there on the last day. Battling it out. Is it because of injury that we've lost a few? In or? Sure, in part. I think uh, Tom Janovich, yes. I think she's out injured. But uh, it's a very sad state of affairs if she's the only one that puts a hand up and to be in the top 100 in Australia, in world tennis. And how the about the blokes? Side. How are they going? Oh, I think the blokes are faring a little bit better. They've got Demeneur and... Oh, uh, yes, you know, if, they, if they're stuck, they can go to Millman. That's right. And we've got uh, Aussie Nick... Oh, I see Nick, yeah. Waiting in the wings. Yeah, true. And the special Ks. The special Ks the in the double chair, true. We right. can't write Kokinakis off. Yeah, you can't. Well, we probably can, but he makes up the numbers, doesn't he? Uh, now, Ange Postacoglu is offered the job of managing the Tottenham Hotspur, which I think is a very interesting thing, and it's the sort of move that he'd... Uh, think about. I think he'd be wise to take it. Ah, because these offers these offers don't come often. No, and I think he's always wanted to strut his stuff in the Premier League. In the Premier League, yeah, I think he's ready. I think he's ready. If anyone's ready, Ange is. And if anyone can turn Tottenham about, Ange could. I think, although there'd be political things going on there that you would need to be Henry Kissinger to understand fully what's going on. (laughs) But I'm sure Ange can work through the back channels. Or ring Henry if he needs to. Or ring Henry if, if he, he needs stuck. to. And uh, we wish Henry a happy 100th birthday. Yeah, no, it's a tremendous achievement. It's great achievement. Mm. It's still putting in at the it's coal still putting in, yeah. International yeah, coal still place. working the back channels. Yeah, <laughs> still working the back channels. Still doing it. Now, speaking of hundreds, uh, Grub Green is to chalk up his 200th game. Who would have thought? Isn't that incredible? It is incredible, isn't it? It feels only like yesterday. That we're talking about the we're new about grub the, on the, the scene. The new grub on the scene. And now, he, he was terrific. Yeah. He's he slowed up a bit grubbing, though, I hadn't know, he? I know. These things happen as you get older. There are very few that can grub on into... Say, 250 games. Well, into, you know, like, be hard for Henry Kissinger to be a grub these days. Oh, it certainly You know, what w- you... Burnt it out. It yeah. burns out. Yeah. You know, your, your grub yeah. fuel. Goes. Yeah, it, it, it comes with youth. Can I ask you, do you think he should make continue the grub work in the media comments, which is a lot easier than... Grub pretty, Green or... Uh, grub or, Green. Or Grub Kissinger. 
Grub Kissinger, I believe, will continue to the grave as a grub. As a grub, yeah, but, sure. Yeah, but, but Grub Green. Uh, yeah, sure. Grub on in, in the, the media. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, if you can't do it on the field anymore, do it with your mouth. Yes, exactly. That uh, would be my... That's my advice yeah. to, to all grubs, you know, of all persuasion. You know, if you've got burnout, physical burnout... Gob off. Gob off. Let your tongue do the work. Wonderful week, of course, the greatest game of all. Hmm. Now, Channel 9 are accused, and you might have alluded to this, HG, accused of not doing enough to promote rugby league. I find this incredible, this story. Hmm. Can I say, HG, that uh, that terrific little show uh, might be called Today yeah. with uh, Carl and it used to be Little Alley and someone else now. Uh, they spend a lot of time talking about the AFL, but they never talk about rugby league. You've noticed that? I've noticed that. Gee, that's a hard thing because that has a huge audience, doesn't it? It does. It might have maybe 50,000. Oh, at least. At least 50,000 yeah, 50, people who only yeah. get it. Force-fed AFL information and content. Right. That's right. That's and right. highlights. I mean, they begrudgingly acknowledged Tina Turner's death this week, I noticed. But it was very, you know, yeah. they didn't dwell on it. They dwelled as, on as the Nutbush City Limits end of it. That's right. Rather think, than, you know, the thing about Tina, um, Tina Turner, is that she, she really loved rugby league. She fell in love with the game. Um, she... Uh, very generous made, made towards Rugby. Very, very good friends with... Uh, I remember Ciro, talking to Ciro. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that he and uh, Tina got on fabulously yeah. well. Came round to dinner a lot yeah. when she was in Australia. That's too. right. That's yeah. right. And uh, Blocker Roach. Blocker Roach, yeah. She got on very, Our very well with Sturlo. Sturlo, She got yeah. on well with... And she had a real soft spot for little Alfie Langer. <laughs> she couldn't believe someone so small could, could, play, the could play the game. Yeah. You know? And it's sad because I just hope, mm. this is very unfair, of course, to say this, I hope she's recorded a message yes. for Americans yes. about what rugby league meant to her. That's right. Because that could be, be played prior to the um, exactly. Las Vegas it would be experiment. It would, it would be, be very, very timely. And maybe mention the teams in it, and yes. AI could probably do this, yes. mention the teams in it that are going to be coming. Mm. You know, I've always loved the Raiders, etc. That's right. Mm. That's right. That's right. But getting back to the original point, HG, I don't think it would hurt the Today Show with uh, Carl and uh, the new helper, the new, new helper um, to uh, have a rugby league player on every morning. Just to wow. see what you're, call it what you're up to or something like that. Just some hook that you can have someone come in, sit down, could be Grub Reynolds. Hey, how are you going this morning, Grub? Yeah, yeah, all right. And you could get him to read the weather or something like that. Just just some way of seamlessly fusing a little bit of rugby league would, into the show. Without drawing attention yes. to it, like without muscling it. No. Would you, well, you wouldn't have to. If you had Grub Reynolds sitting, on the, sitting there with a football in his hand, enough said. Or a jumper wearing the shirt. Yes. Even if he doesn't do anything, even if he's just there as a prop. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think it's Sarah... Oh, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Sarah oh, Sarah Abbott, Abbott or something. Yes, that's right. Yes, right. Well, and I'm sure so she's doing it. a terrific no, job. No, she's the best of them all. And if given the opportunity to sit with Grub Green, I'm sure she'd do it. Grub Reynolds. Oh, sorry, Grub Reynolds. See, oh, Grub God, Green, Grub oh, Green no, would you, be the see, first. See, so easy. See, I know. I, have, I almost made the mistake. Yeah, you just have to point him out to the car park. Thanks. Yes. Sorry, Greeny, yeah. we don't need you. Yeah, Reynolds, come on in. What have I got to do? Nothing. Just sit there with the ball beside Sarah. And maybe it could have a, 
you know, knock on because I think what would be a really good timely addition, Eye of the Storm. Yes. Which we've talked about before. We have. But this would be a hour and a half, yes. 90 minutes of prime time. Yes, just, with Grub Reynolds just sitting there. And then people are going to phone in and say, what's that bloke sitting there for? Exactly. Then you're going and to then be... after a couple of weeks, you explain. Yes. Oh, that was uh, Grub Reynolds. Now look who's sitting there. Yeah, he's a dog. He's what? He's a bulldog. <laughs> wow. I didn't ever knew that. There you go. Oh, I better watch him. Yeah, exactly. He's, he looks exactly. great. Exactly. Are they going to America? Yeah. No, yeah. they're not. Yeah. Who are? Yeah, there well, you go. Well... The, the Raiders are going. Thanks for and guess who we've got coming on next week just to sit with Sarah? Um, I don't know, the coach? Yeah, Sticky. <laughs> Sticky's going to sit here with a ball. Uh, now, uh, as you mentioned, Latrell Mitchell looks uh, certain to take on Tom Bellchambers, which is a breath of new blood into the... Donkey circuit, it's fantastic. This should be a high qual, though, isn't it? It is. It so is. they've got to get somebody out of the Pelican circuit and promote them. That's true. And uh, Jerome Luai, uh, the Jerome Luai Selwyn Cobbo feud, has really exploded uh, <laughs> just in time for Wednesday night. I think Luai, ha- Luai has uh, called Cobbo a grub. <laughs> he did this publicly. He came out and said, Hello, you know, I'm Jerome Luai, and guess what? Cobbo's a grub. <laughs> well, Cobbo, Cobbo took umbrage at this and said, I'm not a grub. Was this on Today? You know, the no, show with No, it wasn't, no, That'd no, be no. great for Today to get something like that. Yes. And here we've got uh, Jerome Lewis and Selman Cobbo. Selman, what do, you, what do you think of Jerome? He's a grub. Hey, well, what do you think of Cobbo? He's a grub. Well, here you are. Make up your minds, people. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. The be final there. answers. Yeah. Make it that what you will. <laughs> The thoughts of a rugby league toilet. A complex and ambitious work commissioned by Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is scheduled to be presented by the SSO in concert with the Australian Ballet Company, the Sydney Theatre Company, Taronga Park Zoo and the National Rugby League at Stadium Australia. For details, visit the New South Wales Government website. Uh, Roy, the trip to uh, Vegas is taking on some dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, as flagged in my opening comments, it does appear that the Canberra Raiders are going to go because, of course, it's the Las Vegas Raiders who play at, uh, you know, the Alley Giants Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and well, that's a terrific fit. It, it's a very tight fit. Yeah. Of course, people looking, I should, we have a lot of listeners in America licking their lips, get involved yeah. in this, but mm-hmm. the... Uh, Canberra Giants look like nothing like the LA Ra- uh, Vegas Raiders. Sorry, right. I got that wrong. You know. Las Vegas Raiders. Do the Las Vegas Raiders have the uh, Viking clap? No, I, I bet don't they think don't. So. Yeah, and, no. And when they they get a sense of that, they go spare. They go spare. Yeah. And can I ask, do we need to educate the audience about the Viking clap? I, I mean, think so. There's a whole backstory here which is yet to be unfolded. Of- yes. Obviously promoting the game. Mm. How are we going to get an audience there? Yes. We've got it's something like 40,000 seats to sell. We do. And we've got a double header, et cetera. Yes. And we've got lots of idiosyncrasies in yes. it. Yes. And one of them is the clap. Yes, that's right. Now, that's right. Do you think we need to be buying time on American television? Yes. I, 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 I think so. To and, explain. Yes. yes. To explain. Yeah, well, the clap. well, you, you, well. I suppose there are a few things there you can tease out, HG. There, you know, it's suggested that perhaps the Vikings had visited the United States 
well before anybody else. That's Eric the Red or Eric something. Eric the Red, yeah, yes. Came across on came the reverse yes. on the Gulf Stream That's in, right. back to front. That's right. But And interestingly, there's no suggestion that the Vikings ever made Australia. And yet Australia have in Canberra the Vikings with the Viking clap that Eric the Red would have used when he arrived in North America. You mean they clapped? That in you see you see people do it all the time. They yes. clap their applause events. Yes. So all of a sudden, yes. in America. Yes. Well, it wasn't called America. No. Then, but you know. No. You get the idea. Yes. We've whenever been, they whenever they arrived on a new land for pillage, their, pillage and plunder, which is generally their mo. Go. It was uh, predicated by the the slow Viking clap mm. as they came into land to scare the locals, you know, who, who might have wondered, Ooh, what's going on here? We better run away, which they did, mercifully. <laughs> Unless you were a missionary in a, or a, yeah, a, a, a priest in a church, in which yeah. case you stayed, just, you stayed and, and got killed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now. I mean, they were pretty uncompromising when they arrived, the uh, Vikings. Yeah. They were no-nonsense sort of. What an interesting, uh, the influence of Vikings on American culture. Yes. I, mean, it's, I don't know if that's been teased out. I don't know either. Uh, but that's something that could be teased out. Through rugby league. Through rugby league, yes. Now, uh, there's a lot of interest from head office in whether Ricky's, that sticky, a.k.a. Carlos Smith and the coach, mm. whether they'd, you know, want to play at the Las Vegas Raiders' home. Mm. Uh, now, it's actually a 65,000-seat venue. The oh, venue, that's better. That's the, better. The numbers go up and down a bit. But they do. Uh, let's say 65,000 seats, that's official. Mm. Uh, Peter Volandi's the man of feathers, and uh, Andrew Abdu uh, toured this earlier this month on a fact-finding mission. Yes. Now, obviously, it's a bit harder to know who we know that the Seagulls, and Hugh Jackman and all that's locked in. Yes. Russell Crowe and the Rabbits, that's all locked in. Yes. The Raiders come out a bit out of left field for mine, apart from this weird connection. <laughs> With the Vikings. Mm. And the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. Uh, anyway, the uh, NRL... Well, Bay- interestingly, you know, the, the, the Vikings never made it to Las Vegas. There's no evidence of that. None whatsoever. No, no, I agree with that. Mm. I agree with that. And that's yeah. a, the big disappointment. Well, there's here. your talking point to have two lots of Raiders in Las Vegas for the that's first the time. Thing. Isn't that incredible? And wouldn't it be great if they approached the Las Vegas Raiders yes. and said, would you boys come down and join in the clap? Well, I'm sure they would. Yeah, they'd love to. Yeah. They'd be a bit confused at first. We got to what? <laughs> Get the clap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that sort of clap. Now... The NRL uh, is already banking on a large expat community of thousands travelling to Australians to prop up the crowd in Las Vegas. Mm. Well, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but be that as it may, mm. you know, some numbers will Some go. will. Yeah. Will they charter planes? I suppose. You know, and... Uh, is Qantas involved, HG? Would Qantas get involved and put in some special flights? Like Sydney to Vegas or yeah, Melbourne Sydney to Vegas? Yeah, Sydney to Vegas. Melbourne to... Oh. Non-stop. Yes. Adelaide to Vegas, you know, mm, after less... Wednesday night. I mean, Adelaide's going to be... Mad about crazy. Rugby. Yeah, they are. Um, but they've discussed also the possibility of using Canberra to spread the rugby league gospel in Sin City. Now, I'm not sure how this worked. Mm-hmm. Raiders officials said it would uh, they would entertain a potential trip for a doubleheader, which would be played a week before the start of the regular season in Australia. Now, I've done some calculations. Mm. This is on the weekend as near as until next year of the 25th and 26th of February. Right. Because the, the remember, of course, rugby league started earlier this year. Yes. I think maybe the 3rd of March. So I looked at the diary and the 25th, 26th, obviously if it's played in America, America on the, it'd be 26th here, 25th in America. Yes. But. Yeah. 
Dave, and that gives them enough time to come back, regroup for round two, which would be a, found, a fortnight uh, later. Correct. Yeah, correct, well, correct. That, that all makes sense. <laughs> now, no problem with that. There's not much time, though, is there? Your turnaround time. No, 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 time. Look, I, I don't mean to be un- I mean, I know. You re- mean time to rem- promote the game yes, in Vegas? Yeah, well, I mean, Hugh Jackman's busy. Russell, I know, is doing a tour with his band at the moment, playing, you know, classics from the back catalogue. Uh, with his 30-odd-foot well, well, of grunt and all I, that sort of stuff. I, I had assumed that uh, if there are four teams going over, that they would go over at least a month in advance to, to get to acclimatised. And, and to, yes. get acclimatised, And yes. because they're going to have to alter their playing style. Well, it's going As to be much, it, much higher altitude than playing in Australia for a start. And your problem with the in-goal area. Yes. Because, as you point out, Dylan Brown... They'll have to adapt to that. Yes. If yes. they have any Dylan Brown-style players, they're all going to be killed. They will. So they're off and uh, a week before the start of the regular season. Now, Brisbane, Melbourne uh, and the Roosters have aspirations of being part of the trip. Mm-hmm. And then and the NRL insists it wants to give every club a chance to be part of the five-year plan mm-hmm. to grow the game in the US. I had no idea this was a five-year convention. Well, Is I it, think they've committed $200 million, I think, HG, but over, did you over know, a five-year period. Mm. Yeah, I'm not against that $40 million a year. It sounds you might tip in 100 the first go-round sure. and really float the idea and then dribble it out yeah. after that. Yep. But what worries me is that... This is a five-year plan to grow the game in the US, mm-hmm. capitalise on the country's exploding sports betting market. Yep. What happens mm-hmm. What happens if, um, I don't know, that people decide that it's not very interesting to bet on? Yes. That we don't understand the 40-20 concept? Sure. I mean, I suppose mm-hmm. you can get around that with education. You know, how many 40-20s will be kicked, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. You know, or the, the fun things like how many people go in the sin bin. And I don't want to get you started again on the sin bin. I take your point entirely. It has religious connotations which are entirely off-putting. Yes. But, um, you know, or how yeah. many how many head highs are going to be, how many concussions, et cetera. The great, Hip drops, et cetera, Yeah, et cetera, that's et cetera, right, the great know, Sunday multis that know, we have. I know. Look, there's a lot to unpack and a lot to explain. So uh, we've got to send over a lot of people who are good at explaining what rugby league is all about and and how easy it is to bet on. So if we send winners over, people who've made a lot of money out of uh, betting on rugby league, we all know them. We've all got friends who have made fortunes. Made absolute fortunes. Uh, on rugby league. And pick the score. You know, you go wide. Obviously, you don't get it every week, but all of a sudden, you That's know, you, right. when it lobs, you yeah. you bought a house. That's right. Now, the NRL is edging closer to finalising deals with commercial partners to help fund the Vegas venture. Mm. Now, this is really weird. Are they going to be Australian right. partners? You know, is... Would they be... Mm, big bow... Po- poker machine manufacturers or something like that, HG? I assume that'd be the, the way I to I hadn't go. thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Because we manufacture more the poker best. machines here. The best and the in best. the world. Oh, no doubt God. about it, Roy. Yes. Ours are the best in the world. Now, I don't know whether, you know, Aussie-compliant poker machines are in the casinos in Las Vegas or not. I don't know. You mean, would they take our money? Would they take... Well, I know they they'll they take our chips, money. Chips. But do they buy our machines? No, oh, no, good question. Good question. See, now, this I don't know, but this is something we can find out before we go and show them how good Aussie poker machines are. Take a few over with us. And when Hugh Jackman comes out. Yes. And says, I'm talking he, about rugby league. He wins a couple of hundred yeah, that's while right, he's that's, being interviewed yeah, that's right. playing one of our poker machines. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm. Now, a decision expected within the next two months. Now, hang on. Within the next two months, so we're up to... Oh, well, May, we started June, July, J- June, July yeah. August. Then yeah. they're down to 
promoting this thing is going to be September, October, November, yes. December. Yes. People go on holidays through the, let's say, January. Yes. I mean, they're going to have to hit the ground running. They are. And getting to schools in that area is not going to be easy because no. they'll probably have holidays for Christmas. And... Well, there are going to be legal impediments too. You, I mean, if you imagine you can go to Las Vegas as a rugby league player and just waddle into a, a school and expect to be received with open arms and being put in front of a classroom to explain Talk rugby about league. rugby league. It won't happen. Six Again is a collection of Rugby League's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all. From the Katoni Stags Trio, featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the blindside label. Can I just ask, the NRL is edging Coso, as mentioned, to finalising deals with commercial partners for the Vegas venture. Decision expected within months and they finally green light the plan. What worries me is that we have... Big names, Russell connected with Rabbits and Hugh Jackman connected with uh, Manly Seagulls. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that I get a big name connected. This may be my ignorance here. A big name connected with Canberra Raiders. No, we don't. I, I mean, would Julie no. Bishop be the sort of person who they know well, and love everywhere? I don't everywhere? know what's – well. She mm. knows. She, unfortunately, she's but more she connected with WA fan? football. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um See, yeah, I, I'm struggling there as well. And then you go to the Broncos. Yeah. And you want, if the Broncos are the other, although they have mentioned here uh, Melbourne and Roosters. Yeah. Melbourne would be a better bet, really, if you're looking at easy to understand sure. <clears throat> towns and cities. Yeah. And Melbourne probably could send. Well, hang on. How many teams are going? Four. Four. Are we, are we certain that the, uh, the Rabbitohs are involved? Um. I don't think anything's certain. No. That's why I like talking about it. Yeah. Because you can... Sure. Bet your own game sure. here. Sure. There are a lot of balls in the air. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of balls in the air. Yeah. And one of them's a student. Yeah. Yeah, And of yeah, course, yeah. I, I, I keep trying to work out, do they... Would they be better off punting their 200 million on the American sport market? If you know what I mean. Would they be better off if they are looking to make money... Taking 200 million over and playing their gaming machines... Yes. ...rather than... This, this taking, farce of taking, yeah, imagining this confection that they're trying to create. Yeah, they're going to crack the American market. Yeah. And what's what's the end result of the? Well, the end year? result is a lot of Americans betting on Australian rugby league. Yeah, that appears to be the and the, it doesn't the, the matter, goal. It doesn't matter that these matches are played in Australia in the future. Well, it wouldn't matter. No, no, I don't think it would. Right. And if you can garner enough interest, perhaps some of the networks uh, will start playing games live. In America. That's what you'd want. Right. It might come in in a weird time of day, though. I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at that yeah, closely no, yet. Yeah, no, we no, might I... have to start playing some games at 4am or something like that to... just to feed the market. But, yes, properly. I know. Because the... But the players wouldn't mind, I'm sure. No, they're very professional. Well, they did adapt very, very quickly, yes. Yeah. Look, the... <laughs> I mean, it'd be nothing like a 5 to 4 Kick off. Kick off at, uh, you know, in, in Canberra. Because what they're overlooking is the, <laughs> yeah, that's right, especially at this time you of year. You wouldn't get much of a crowd, probably, no. but a few uh, diehards would turn up. Oh, I'm sure they would. <laughs> You'd turn it into a sort of dark mofo sort of event. You would turn up, turn up nude with a bucket of ice, sit on it and watch the rugby league. That's true. I don't know. That's true. Just on the text here, HG. Yes. Um, uh, someone suggesting, this is might be Anthony from Armadale. He thinks that the Canberra uh, Viking clap uh, they borrowed from the LA Vikings. The LA Vikings. 
I'm pretty sure they borrowed it from the. Uh, I thought they'd made, invented it themselves. Iceland uh, football team at the World Cup. Is that right? Yeah. No, oh, they wouldn't have made. I mean, we Australians couldn't invent something like that in sport, right? Oh, I'm disappointed. I, I thought someone must have done their research about Eric the Red arriving in America with the clap and scaring everyone, and thought it was a good idea. Apparently not. <laughs> someone else has done that work. Well, that, but let's face it, Iceland. Mm. Could have been a stopping off point for Eric the Red on his trip around to America. Oh, it would have been. Yeah. Because he... there was no one living at Iceland, I don't think, when Eric the Red went. Certainly right. That's the floor in my That's argument. That's the floor in your argument. I mean, it was a void. Yeah. It was just ice. Just ice. Yeah. Nothing else. Yes. Do you uh, think uh, how – I keep coming back to this question that I keep asking is mm. how rock solid is this thing? Well, it is rock solid. The, the 200 million has been earmarked. Um so it's and going will, to be used will in, this in promoting get, rugby league in, in America, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Now, will this get any traction on you know Sarah and Carl's show? Well, speaking of Sarah and Carl's show, uh, Mark at Greenwell Point is suggesting that uh, the Today Show is beamed out of Melbourne, an AFL town, and it's difficult to get rugby league players on the show. Well, I don't I think that's know. right. I think it's made in Sydney. Whenever we've done the Today Show, it's been here in Sydney. We haven't done it for some time. No, though. I know no, that. I, I, I but I don't think Carl would go to go to Melbourne, would he? No, he's a mad uh, maroon man. I think so. I can understand him being in Not Adelaide. that he ever talks about it on his show. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm pretty sure it's made in Sydney. Okay, okay, that explains. Which makes it less forgivable not to have someone sitting, sitting on, on the, the bloody lounge with a steam. At that point, to think about it, it might be time to take a oh, short break. Just before you yes. do, actually, oh, last talk week's talkback talk uh, is the chip and chase the prettiest thing in rugby league. That was last week. 68% of people said yes. 68. Gee, that's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Oh, well, I would have thought it would be about 98. Yeah, well, but that's anyway. right. And are you going to feed these results into the American tilt? So it gives oh, people I an idea. Of that, I think it's a good it's not idea. It's a bad because, idea. Yeah, give people an idea of what to look for. Now, today's talkback topic, HG, everyone knows how to get involved. Don't bother phoning. Um, is Cobbo a grub? <laughs> Just yes or no. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday, the 28th of June. The theme is reality. Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au. Yes, bludging on the blind side, yep. And if you want to get involved, 0467920222. This is bludging on the blind side. That number again, 0467920222 or royanhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Uh, yeah, look, uh, Sharon's been in touch. She sent through a, uh, an image of a, a new product that's come out of uh, probably the Cadbury factory in Tasmania. Yes. Uh, it's, descri- it's called a caramilk wallaby. <laughs> and... I know. Yeah. You don't have to Enough say anything said, more. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it looks a little bit try-hard. Sadly, on, on the the uh, the uh, design of the packet, actually, there are no wallabies on it, none of the wallabies we know. 
No. Now, that threw me a bit. Yeah. There's a sort of cartoon wallaby, but surely the wallabies don't want to be taken seriously, don't they? You see, look, when it comes to these things, I thought the old gold fruit and nut. Yes. I thought Said it all. Exactly. Rock solid. Something yes. You get your something with a bit in. of history. And then the, this new concept, why go to caramel wallaby? Why not crunchy wallaby or something that's got a bit of... Bite you know, to it. Thanks, bite. Perfect. Caramel. Exactly. What is that? I know. Is that, and when you showed it to me, I thought it's a new form of chocolate milk. Yeah. But the, what they mean is milk chocolate. Milk in chocolate. The, yeah. With, the, with, with what? With a bit of caramel in it? Oh, is that what they're suggesting? No. That caramel tastes terrible. They haven't got that flavour right. It hasn't got the burnt stuff. Like burnt caramel I like. But this would just be sweet caramel, wouldn't exactly. it? I mean, totally exactly. sweet. Just sugar. I know. Do you think if we got a protest going, you know, I mean... Not good enough sort of thing. Not good enough. And we, go, we pick at the Cadbury factory in Tasmania. Yeah. Well, not, who's going to see us? No one. Well, we get on today's show and say... You would know, we? Why well, easily Carl would be interested. Carl would be interested. Maybe. Carla Milk. Wallaby. Yeah. Well, maybe they could get uh, whoever's in this week, Sticky or Freddie or someone, oh, on, with, sitting on the with the ball to try one. Yeah. Yeah, what, what's it like there? What's it like, Stick? Nah, too sweet. Uh, this comes from Steve in Perth. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in Perth, I listen to Bludging Podcast each week to yeah, keep good. up to date with the all-important rugby league news. Right. He says mainstream media over here is very AFL-biased, including the Today Show. Wow, in Perth? In Perth. They're AFL-biased? Yeah. He says the proposed game in Las Vegas is a great initiative, and uh, the his suggestion, the suggestion of getting uh, uh, the former president Trump on board is a fantastic idea. He says, not sure if you know it, but Donald Trump Jr. is visiting Sydney for a live show on July the ninth. I didn't have a date for that. I knew I, he was coming. Yeah, I knew he was coming. I didn't know because there's so many fans here. Sure, he says. Does he do musical numbers? Oh, I don't know. I mean, does he come out and sing Donker Show? I know or? he's very funny and yeah. good, terrific and a, insights and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and what it was like growing up with Don as a dad. Yeah, he's great. Now, this would be a terrific o- opportunity, says Steve, for you to meet this bloke uh, and run your idea of, of giving the president a few million for him to publicise the game. Well, I thought you He'd had, be open to that idea. He would. Now, you had two levels of involvement with the, with the mm-hmm. current uh, yeah. ex-president. Yes. One was, I think... Fifteen million. Fifteen million just to talk it up. Just yeah. to say you look I love rugby league. It's yeah, great. It's my game. It's great. It's Golf sure. It's always good. been my game. That sort of stuff. And I think it was another and then 25, 45 million. Forty five million if you to could. have a MAGA rally as part of the match. If it was a double header. He's in the middle. He's in the middle. Yeah. He'd speak for an hour and a half, something like that. And very funny. Right on People message. I love it. Uh, he said you could eat this is Steve continuing. You could even take an invite, uh, invite him to the Eels v Warriors game the night before to pique his interest. Is that certain that the Eels v Warriors will be on the night before? Well, he before? must have done his work. Because this if is it's a... on July the 9th. Oh, I see. Yes, he means, uh, yeah, for a minute I got stuck with before. Donald, the dad. Yeah, no, no, no. This is Donald Jr. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd love to see him at the uh, Eels v. Warriors match. That'd be tremendous. And he'd love it. They'd, he... they'd put on a good show. Yeah, and quite a spread. Yes. And, uh, you know, a few beers. Yes. And uh, maybe meet some of the players. M- yeah. 
Eels would be very compliant. In the dressing room, they'd love to go and meet the Eels. let's say the Eels won, they do that great song where they bash on Esky lids with their thongs and all that stuff. That's right, he'd be part of that. Yeah, of course he would. He'd love it. He wouldn't have many words to learn. No. So that's a very good suggestion, uh, Steve. Thank you. And could he be come back when the match is on? You know, the dad's coming. Why not obviously. get him on uh, part of the Channel Nine commentary team to see, you know, how the he's American finding view. it? Yeah, yeah, the American view. How are you seeing this? Ah, oh, I think it's great. No badge. Yeah. Uh, now this comes from uh, Jerry. Hi, oh, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry in California. Oh, hang on, Ground Zero. Yeah. Greetings from California. With all the talk about Vegas, the man with the bloodied putty knife may be getting the better of the man of feathers based on the broadcast schedule here in the Bay Area. Mm Mm-hmm, Bay Area, yeah. Last week, Fox Sports 1 and 2 broadcast four AFL games a week uh, and only one game of rugby league. Well, that's got to change. That's got to change immediately. Now, last week's schedule was NRL, Tigers v Cowboys. This was on Saturday, Saturday the 5th. Sorry, sorry, Saturday the 20th of the 5th at 2.15am to 4.30am. Apropos of your point. Yeah. Great time for rugby league. Mm. 2.15. Yeah, in the morning. Gee, well, they, a lot of people would stay up to watch that, wouldn't they? They would. Or, or they'd record it. They're, they're, they're not stupid. Yeah. They don't know how to record these things. Whereas the AFL, there was the Western Bulldogs versus Adelaide Crows, 9pm to 12am. That was out of Ballarat. I remember that. Fremantle versus Geelong. 11.30pm to 2.30pm. Mm-hmm. They're good times. Good time. Essendon v Richmond at 2.15am to 5.30am. Well, that's, that's your... right up against uh, the Tigers v Cowboys game. And Carlton v Collingwood, 10pm uh, to 1am. Oh, very good time for the Pies and the uh, Blues. Yeah. Now... So that's... that's well, well, someone's got to do something about this, haven't they? <laughs> I don't know who's who's got it. Who's is in Sneesby, charge? Is Sneesby, is, who's in charge? Does Sneesby have any control about uh, what, Fox scheduling in the in the USA? Now, look, I can tell you that Volandis needs to get on the plane quickly and get over there and start splashing. Sorting it of, out. Yeah, sorting Spreading it out. Spreading a bit of money about. Exactly. And the schedule. Yeah. Look at these great games. Yeah. Why can't we have this on at prime time? Yeah. Seven o'clock. You know, t- Tigers v Broncos at prime time. And we've got two great commentators. We've got the guys coming to talk, the Trump. Trump person, bloke, yeah. Trump bloke and yeah. Russell. And Russell. This comes from Liam. Uh, yeah, Liam. Now, gentlemen, after listening to you last week, this could be a couple of weeks ago, HG, I couldn't help but feel moved about your piece about NRL players feeling taken, taken for granted. I don't recall us discussing this, but we may Miller, we, we may well have spoken. No, we did, we did. did we, we, we yeah, did. we came out strongly, strongly. on the fact that they're taken for granted. Some often they're, they are. They're shuffled all over the That's world, right. being forced to play matches at four a.m. Yeah, in Las the morning. Vegas. Yeah, off you go, off you shoot. No one takes into account what they might feel about it. Exactly. Mm. And the pay rate. <clears> yeah, no, we're not yeah. going to pay any more. No, you can't have chips. Well, no. I think there's been a new pay rate rate struck with the state of origin. I think they get has, 30, 30 grand a match now. Which I think is it's much uh, more reasonable. Yeah, that's right. You'd get some people interested in playing. At yes, that level. a lot of people are going to put their hands up and, and say, say oh, yeah, 30, thirty grand, grand. sure, yeah. eighty minutes. Yeah, why not? When they'd be wrong, because it's a lot more than eighty minutes. You got to put in training, training, and, and listening to Freddie and yeah, Freddie. That's the hard bit. Billy and yeah, Billy. Oh, that's the hard bit as well. 
He's wondering, uh, this is Liam, I wonder if it may be possible to set up some sort of adopt an NRL player, a little like the very successful campaigns that have been run for World Vision. Right. Um, and does he go further in saying... Well, as a sponsor, you'd be able to have some correspondence with the player, in particular around times of need. Perhaps uh, they've had a big weekend on the turps and been arrested or done something stupid in a toilet or the like. Or perhaps it just could be for a player when a player's out of form. Perhaps uh, Zach Lomax hasn't been kicking too well. Imagine how much better he may feel by having someone reach out and sponsor him and build up his feelings of worth in times of trouble. Now, does this dovetail into rugby league leave? I mean, if your oh. team's had a bad loss. Yes. I tell you what, there'll be a few Carlton people wanting AFL uh, <laughs> supporters leave today. They would. You know, to get over the debacle of last of night. Last night, yeah. Now, he's talking about the players, not the fans here. No, I understand. Year. I was just, yes. You know, some jumping. players get down in the dumps when they're not playing very well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what would you, could you imagine... Uh, let's pick a player, you know, like yeah. mm, Jack Lomax, if I've got the right player. Well, no, Zach, Liam Martin. Liam Martin, yeah. Liam Martin, you know, yeah. down in the dumps. You know, he's yeah. a well-known grub. Uh, yeah. You know, would you write, don't worry about your grubbing. Yeah. It'll come back good. It'll uh, come back to you. Just, just play your natural game. Just be natural. Just be just yourself. Be Liam. Just be yourself. Yeah. And is that is that enough? You know, hello. Well, often it can be enough. Hello, my name's H.G. Yeah. Nelson. Yes. And I've loved your work, and I know you've got the big match coming up on Wednesday night, and mm. you, I know you're selected on the bench. Don't worry, by Origin 2, you'll be in the you'll starting line. You'll be in the line. starting lineup, yeah. yeah. Well, this week, like I suppose, you could, fans could reach out. Uh, who's been dropped this week in the Blues? Uh, Cook. Cook, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Damien uh, Cook. Hooker, Damien Cook. Yeah. Very, well, he's very... probably a little down in the dumps. Well, he's keen to get back in. Well, of course he'd be keen to get back in. He 30, he's a rugby league player, 30 yeah. grand. Yeah, thanks. That's what he's missing out on. Well, mm. it wouldn't hurt for people to reach out and say, Damien, love your work. Uh, I think you're distributing the ball as well as you've ever done. Yeah, and, and time you're, management. You're still quick off the mark. Time management's very good. Time management is and very, good. sniff good. out a try, I tell you, you. I know he can. Now, all those things, and I'm a Parramatta supporter. Yeah. So don't feel as though I'm going, you know, yeah. against anything here because this is genuine. This I'm, is I, genuine. I, have no... yeah. I hate Souths, but I love you. That'd be the message, wouldn't it? <laughs> so that's a very good idea. This comes from Mark. Mark from Bentley. Uh, happy Rugby League, uh, he says. Uh, as the hype and build-up intensifies for Viva Las Rugby Vegas. Very good. I very good. That. I thought of the opportunity to billet out our Rugby League stars to American families while on tour. Mm-hmm. I think promoting the players as... Rugby league evangelists would sit nicely with Middle America. It would. That's He's true. Right. He's yeah. absolutely evangelists. Right. I like yes. that word. Yes. It's easy to visualise the excitement in local communities of having expatriate evangelists, or dare I say, uh, make up the connection with missionaries so that there is missionaries living day by day amongst ordinary folk, delivering hope and redemption by word and the spirit of battle as they play their rugby league. It's a beautifully thought through idea. It's a lovely idea. And they'd have yeah. plenty of churches there in Vegas. You know, they'd be a bit hard to oh, know. It's exactly. got a church of everything. Yeah, a that's church right. of Elvis Presley. Yeah. There's no reason well, you couldn't have a church of rugby league built overnight and look as if it's been there since the Vikings arrived. You know, it's easy to do. Very easy to do. I'd forgotten that. And yeah. Could we send an older. Well, let's say, why don't we send the players over just after Christmas? So they're billeted there, your, your Raiders, your Manly. Yeah, for a month your, and a half. For a month and a half with families. 
they, they, they go to the Church of Rugby League, take the family with them. Each other, it wouldn't matter who and speaks would you there. Have a, yeah, well, could you get a visiting person? Like I well, tell you what. Gus be, Gould or someone yeah, like that. Or, you know, visiting from Australia this week, Gus, the Oracle of Pastor La Vista. Yes. Gus Gould. Gus Gould. Or you might have backdoor Benny Elias. Yes. Special guest. They That's would have right. heard of the door. That's right. That's right. And the door could speak about the uh, Tina Turner shoot. Yeah, you know, on, on the great. beach it was great, and I've got a bit of footage here to show you. This is me with ET. Uh, I hated ET at the time because yeah, he was a shark. And we hate sharks, but uh, and I was a tiger at the time. People would be a little bit baffled by this, and be he'd be able to impatience. But he'd take questions afterwards. Yeah, Mister Door. Yeah, what's it mean about the tiger? Yeah, why? Why do you? Why do you hate the sharks? Oh, I just do. Uh, now, this comes from Luke Cameltown, just finally HG. Uh, in a pre-game interview several weeks ago, <coughs> sorry, Bulldogs coach Cameron Seraldo was asked about how Tavita Pangai Jr. was settling in at Belmore. What a good question. And what it's been like to coach him. Yeah. Two fabulous questions. In his answer, Seraldo mentioned, among other things, that Tavita had been working on his character development. Whoa. Now, he's wondering, what, he's wondering what's meant by character development mm. and what character means in this context. Uh, could I suggest that probably what he's getting at is there that putting the team first, that's what you want in your rugby league character, isn't it? I mean, so many players are me first, me first. Yeah. You need to put the team first. That's what's called character development, isn't it? You mean it's disciplined to that sort of focus? I so think so. When the door opens up about character development in the Church of Rugby League, yes. people have a fairly clear idea. Yes. It's about how we might play as a team. That's, and not a, that's right. That, that, that's right. I would never selfishly dummy and try to score by myself if there was a player in a better position outside me. Unlike, unlike E.T. at the Sharks, he did that all the time. He'd never pass the ball to Sparkles McGaw. He just never would because he was selfish and I was never like that. I never showed the ball uh, and ran with it when a player was in a better position. Is that what he means? He'd show clips. Yeah. Here's E.T. doing it now. That's right. And there's a try gone begging because he that's refused right. to pass it to Sparkle. And that's what rugby league character is all about. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here at the Church of Rugby League in Las Vegas. And you can get redemption yes. if you come down and I notice E.T.'s up the back. And put some money on the Raiders. Is that it? I think that's right. Mm. Well, they're excellent letters, though. Oh, Great yes. ideas. Well, Hasn't this idea of, um, you know, the rugby league... Raiders? Yeah. Oh, it's got everyone involved. Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. And uh, Roy, <clears throat> coming back to a couple of things we've mentioned, uh, the grub. Green or Reynolds? No, I'm moving on from both those grubs, but opening up the grub conversation. Oh, yes. And I'm focusing on Liam Martin. He's going to have to – he says here in, an, in a think piece in the Snoozeby paper, yeah. I'm going to have to put my grub hat on again. The New South Wales back rower Liam Martin laughs. Uh, origin size seem to have a slew of pyres known for their niggles. Blues debutant, uh, young and pangai especially mm. – 
Mm. Uh, pointed selections after Queensland bashed and bullied their way to Game 3 upset last year. Now, uh, I can't actually remember that being... Particularly the, grubby. No, no. But anyway, that's the writer's position is that they were overwhelmed. You remember, of course, it was one of those great ones where I think Queensland won the first one. Mm. Huge equaliser in the second one for yeah, New South Wales. That's right. And you know, whoever was coaching Slater was grinning from ear to ear afterwards right. because he knew what had happened in the third one, which turned out to be exactly As a Queensland predicted, win. Yeah. Now, yeah. Martin and his New South Wales teammates are well aware of the impact a sin bin or a timely penalty can have in an Origin match, mm. with the Penrith star predicting plenty of baiting given the disciplinary records admiring some of the players uh, onto the, you know, uh, accompanying some of the players onto the Adelaide Oval next Wednesday. Mm. Now... Martin is ready to, uh, for his close-up with Queensland Media 2 after being crowned the Sunshine State new blues player to hate. Oh. Mum, his mum says she's, with a great bit of copy here, yeah. uh, mum's still adamant, I'm not a grub. Good. So It's, now a, we it's have... a sad day when your mum thinks you're a grub, isn't it, as a rugby league player? I mean, uh, even Grub Reynolds' mum, she doesn't think he's a grub. No. Even though he is. <laughs> well, does that go with being the territory of being a mum, though? I think so. Yeah, so. You've got to turn a blind eye to grubbism. Yeah. Now, mum's still out of and I'm not a grub. Or be proud of it. Exactly. Now, the mum, Maxine, mm. uh, <clears throat> well, the coverage on social media left her upset. and But Liam's got an answer to that. She's kidding herself, though. I've told her that. Yeah. I've learned it all from her anyway. She what, was the, the most stuff? The grub stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, she was the most competitive person I ever seen. She played basketball and tennis and whatever she played, she got stuck in. She's not overly tall, but pretty solid. She didn't mind a few elbows and she broke a few ribs in a couple of years of going quite hard in basketball. I didn't wow. know you could do bruised ribs. Anyway, she was a bit mad in a day and I loved watching her play too. Yeah. So now, right. <clears throat> is it inherited grubbism? I'm not sure if there's been It's many... opened up a huge area of con controversy here. Mm. I wonder if someone like uh, an organisation like, uh, I don't know, Ancestry.com, for example, would be able to identify whatever the <laughs> signifying DNA parts are that indicate grubbism and to see if there is any grub in your family, you might be able to link up with, with grubs, you know, from your past. I know what you mean. And yeah. look at their rap sheet. Look at their rap sheet. So we look you at... You know, I'm related to, you know, Grub Dadida, who played for the Denver Broncos back in the day. Oh, really? <laughs> Have a look at the work. Oh, yeah. And Reminds what was, me of me. What was... Or the mum. Yeah. Who would be a distant relative. That's right. Yeah. So when we look at the rap sheet here, we've got Liam Martin, 75 matches, yeah. one bin, two on report, and 28 penalties conceded. But you look at uh, people like... Um, Tavito Pangai Jr., he's played 55 matches, one yeah. been four on report, 19 penalties. Right. But Tom Flegler, yeah. 62 matches, five sin bins, 11 on report, penalties conceded, 32. Well, that's Hudson more Young, like it. That's more like yeah, it. Exactly. Flegler, Flegler's putting his hand up as a grub, yeah. Now, Hudson Young, mm. well-known grub, four bins, two on report, and 38 penalties conceded. Right. So there's a lot of interest in this. Yeah. And then it comes out to um, Tino... And Tavita, they're the uh, names in the frame when it comes to really uh, wanting to tangle. So Maroon's enforcer, Tino, Tino uh, yeah. to be on the New South Wales radar, especially if he starts the game at the Adelaide Oval. Mm. 
the pair, this is Tino and Tavita, have clashed in club game last year, which came on the back of Pangai uh, complaining that Tino holding his Canterbury teammate Matt Burton during a fight in Origin 3. So right. these things are carrying over from one year to the next yes. through Origin into club matches. Yes, I like that. Pangai yep. said at the time, I wasn't happy about what I saw. And I wanted to know why the NRL had not shown the same leniency in club games that they had in origin. Yeah. On Sunday, the heavyweights locked horns again. This is a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> Turner was penalised for spearing uh, Pangai into the ground yeah. during the Bulldogs' 28 to, to, 20 to 18 win over the Gold Coast. Pangai, who has a, a 2-0 professional fight record. Good. That's a perfect grub uh, Foundation insisted he had no personal beef with the Titans skipper. I think we're two big boys wanting to go at it. He's a good player. I like testing myself against the best, and Tino is one of the best props in the game. Well, hang on a minute. Not up there with Payne Haas, surely, because no one's noticed that. There's a lot of daylight after Payne Haas. There is, because no one's noted the quality and quantity of the work that Tino puts in. There's no history there. He's a nice fella uh, off the field, but as a front rower, we're told to be aggressive. Now... Coming back and looking at, uh, we should take a short break and then come back and look at Tavita's uh, past, which yes. is a terrific story and how, you know, perseverance yes. can you get great rewards in rugby league. Hey, leaguies, stop losing money on the punt and start owning a piece of the action. The Rooting King team can tip you into the ready-to-race for Landy's Trouser. Five-sevenths of this electrifying three-year-old is owned by top football types, including Bruce McAvaney and Piggy Riddell. Weed and Bruce are now syndicating the back end. Snare a winning pair of equine buttocks through bludging on the blind side. Roy, how's that uh, text line looking? Yeah, not too bad, actually. Sam from Hobart, I'm always interested in what Sam has to say. He says it's a great idea about Dark Mofo, uh, crossed with Vegas, crossed with Rugby League. He's suggesting that David Walsh is a bit of yes. a gambler. yes. And would be into this cross-cultural masterpiece big time. And I wonder if he's been approached. He'd have some ideas about how to promote gambling in Las Vegas through the prism of rugby league. Now, if it involves a sort of dark mofo idea in Las Vegas, they'd get into it. You you, you bring in a bucket of ice, you sit in it while you watch the rugby league at at 2am or something like that, something where it's dark and weird with with a red cross in the distance or something. I I don't know. No, you're right now, but... We've tried to do some time work here, and we think at, at the moment yeah. it's 17 hours behind. 17 hours behind. Uh, so you get these weird things where the matches would be played either here or there yeah. in odd time positions. Very odd. But time. this could create a Weakness whole new into audience. A strength. Exactly. Exactly. So you got exactly. to get you got to get up at two in the morning to watch the, the the rugby league live. That'd be great. Yeah, and punt and punt. Yes. yes. Well, focus is the mind. The yes. Punting. Now. Um, what I think is it's very good to think about David Walsh. I always think of David Walsh in these situations. Yes. Because he has made a fortune. In fact, he's... Out of punting. Out of punting. Yeah. And unlike Volandis, the man of feathers, the trousers are full of feathers, who only thinks of it as a form of entertainment. That's right. Just dead wrong. Dead wrong. I don't know how Volandis remains in a job with those sort of ideas. Sure. Going to America and saying as a form of entertainment, having a bet on rugby league, Mm. I mean, that's dead wrong. David Walsh has built an art gallery. That's right. 
and a tourist attraction right. and a must-see, come to Hobart and have a go on the ferry, take you out to Mona and then have yeah. lunch there. I mean, it's a it's complex it's just venue, yes. destination That's right. with art involved. That's right. That's now, right. It's yeah. miles from entertainment. This is serious money. If they yes. want a new Jackson Pollock yes. comes on the market, they have to punt to get the money to buy it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. You, you, you're looking at a diff, totally different style of marketing, HG, with the rugby league. What you've got to sell to the people in Las Vegas is there's money to be made for you personally out of rugby league that could seed investments for you personally so that if you want to become a real estate mogul and build your own casino here in Las Vegas, why not hop on the rugby league train and see this dream come true? And have your own carriage full of money by, have the, your end, own carriage by the time full it pulls into the station. Yes. Now, look, can I also add that entertainment here is dead wrong. Mm. This is, we're not offering, we're not offering entertainment. We're no. offering the chance Business of a, opportunities. Thank you very much. That's what it is, isn't it? Thanks very much. It's a business opportunity. Yeah. You know, America's full of people day trading. Yes. That's partly the problem with American economics, but be that as my separate sure. story. Yeah. But people are changing. It's a difficult life being a day trader. can drive you berserk. Careful. Unlike rugby league. Thank you. Far more certainty. <laughs> Far more certainty. Now, we mentioned Tavita Pangai Jr. We did. Someone's suggesting too it would be a good idea to have Donald Trump Jr. on the Today Show. Talking rugby league. Talking rugby league. That or is introducing, an excellent him, idea. introducing him to rugby league, perhaps. Showing him a couple of uh, clips. clips and say, well, what do you think of that? Right. I. That'd be great. It would. It would. And would especially he... if Freddie's there with a steed, and you know, yeah. questions yeah. asked, "Who's that guy?" That's Freddie. <laughs> What's that in his hand? That's a steed. What does he do? Yeah. Now, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. This is going back a little while. Mm. Will go down as one of the most talented, controversial, and confounding figures in Broncos' thirty-four year history. God Almighty, really? Big rap. Big rap. They've had a few up there. Yeah. Or, well, I shouldn't say or that. Dish it down. Hey. Shouldn't say that, but uh, yes, I agree. Dishhead Dowling. His the rap sheet at Brisbane included a raft of on-field suspensions for high shots and brain snaps. Yes. I didn't realise you could get in the bin for a brain snap. Well, it depends what you do with the brain. I snap, know. I, I understand suppose. that. Uh, plus, off-field scandals headlined by a series of deliberate COVID breaches. This is going back into the time. Oh yes. Uh, you know, including visiting a barbershop owned by bikies, That's which right. painted. Uh, to Peng, to Vida Pangai Jr. is a maverick and out of control. Yeah. But for all his inconsistency, Pangai Jr. has the tools to produce performances not unlike the former Dally M medalist, Jason Tamalolo. Really? Now, this is... That's a big call. It is, because Tamalolo. I'm not sure what's happened He was a Tamalolo. colossus at the time. He was. And, uh, uh, oh, injured. North Queensland. He's yeah. injured? Yeah, injured, badly yeah. injured. Yeah. Um, and he could beat teams single-handedly. Yeah. Broncos coach Kevin Walters is wary of it happening at Acord Stadium this week. Oh, this is going back. Tavita will be fired up. When any player comes up against their former club, they'll always find something a little bit special. Mm-hmm. On his day, Does I know. Does he, he can... mean brain snap style? Brain snap style. Good. Yes. Good. On his day, I know he can do some damage. Yeah. Walters was among the Broncos' decision makings who deemed Pangai Jr. surplus to records. <laughs> yeah. Now. Before common sense took over, obviously. <laughs> that's right. Collectively, uh, Pangai Jr. and former Broncos teammate Matt Lodge was set to swallow 1.5 million of the Brisbane's salary mm-hmm. cap. Yes, but then sanity prevailed, mm-hmm. and they 
I think they moved him, I'm not quite sure where, they maybe moved him down to the Gold Coast, but he ended up at Canterbury, where he's playing some excellent football. Wonderful football. And Lodgy's moved on, of course, to Easts. Easts, that's right, yes. Yeah, where, right. where he's become a very solid player. Indeed. And they think mm. he might be captain. Yes, I've heard Well, he obviously, too. you know, people fall over eventually. I know, I know. But down to Lodge. Mm. The, the, sadly, Lodge, I don't mean to be unkind here, but mm. he's lost a yard of pace, hasn't he? Well, I don't think he ever had a yard of pace, HG, yeah. <laughs> To be maybe honest. I, maybe I never saw the yeah. pre and post. Yeah. Anyway, now, Tavita's played some good footy here. He's a good person at heart. But sometimes things don't work out how you like them to. And I just felt he needed a change. Mm. Tavito has found new ground at the Bulldogs and I hope everything turns out great there. Yeah. He's I def- suppose Seraldo would be working on his character development. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, his defenders lauded his courage for speaking. He, he was an odd figure. So had an unusual thing behind the scenes. Junior was a polarising character, but uh, some club insiders could find the New South Wales origin hopeful, now obviously a player, yeah. uh, difficult to read. Others, such as Lodge, were fiercely loyal and defensive. His defenders lauded his courage for speaking up during Brisbane's two years of shambolic performances under former super coach Anthony Seabold. Oh, yeah. While other teammates zipped their lips, Pangai Jr. told the Broncos coaches their training methods were sloppy and lacking detail. He believed a football program required more professionalism to challenge the likes of Sydney Roosters and Melbourne Storm. Well, sadly, the Roosters have fallen off that tree. The problem was Pangai Jr. failed to exhibit those golden standards himself. Now, you were a known person who talked up in meetings and said, Grass, you got that wrong. Yeah. You know, we've, we've got to go left. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that, that, that's right. That's right. But uh, I, I think Pangai, he does look like a special sort of coach. He could be a great coach, you know. He could be, yes. He's certainly you know, got the building he's, blocks. He's got the building blocks. And he's, you know, he, he gobs off. He causes his easy. He's, he's prepared I, to challenge a coach and say, this isn't good enough. No, it's challenge a team. You know, just to come out here with a couple of witches hats and get us to run around, that's not enough. No. That's not going to win us a game. We need to sit down in front of the chalkboard. That's right. And tell us the moves. Yep. And have a look at some tapes. That's right. And then have a look at the opposition. And learn how to control our brain snaps and what to do with them. Now, I tell you what, and don't tell me Mm. that the great skill of a modern coach is ripping car doors off. He'd be an absolute walk-up start. He would. If he got a job which involved that. Yeah. Now, what happened was that, um, obviously, um, the flashpoint came midway through 2020 when he committed four separate COVID violations, ostensibly thumbing his nose at the the NRL and the Broncos, he wined and dined former Wallabies star Quade Cooper at Greek and Thai restaurants. Pangai and... and Cooper. Cooper Cron... Not Cooper Cron. Quade Cooper. Quade Cooper. Fantastic. They get on like a house on fire, those two. ideas. Ideas. I bet. Now, after revelations... Uh, of his bikey barbershop bridge, the Broncos faction wanted to sack him only to relent at the 11th hour when board member Darren Lockyer urged the club to give Pangai a second chance. Good. Then Broncos chairman, this is an elaborate tale, uh, reached out to business associate, former test star Greg Vivas. Oh, Greg Vivas, yes. So Great Costco, player, yes. The brother-in-law of Wayne Bennett to yeah. help mentor Pangai Jr., now, with his Broncos pay suspended for three months, Panko Jr. was sent to a garden nursery Good. working 40 hours a week at $20 an hour. Wow. What doing, HG? Well, hang putting, on, wait a minute. Putting gravel out? Or? Yeah, that's right. So he's popular with the nursery staff and was invited to the Christmas party. Did they? <laughs> that's how far they went. Wow. They loved him. Now, before his daily stint of shoveling dirt and carrying pot plants, yes. 
Mm. Pot plants. Now, Pankai Jr. trained with former Broncos skipper Corey Parker, who helped him shed eight kilograms. Wow. Corey lived three kilometres away from Tavita, you know, Viva's recalled. I asked Corey if he'd do some, uh, do me a favour and intern Tavita. Corey said, I train every day. I start at 5am. If he's here, he trains. If he's not, he ain't training. Fair enough. Fair Laid enough. down the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the first day, Corey rang me and said, Tavita was here sitting on the doorstep of my home gym waiting for me. Pangai Jr. had risen at 4.30am and run the three kilometres to meet Parker. We would go through the forest on five and 10k runs. Then he'd go off to work in the nursery, you know, moving pot plants and shoveling dirt and going to Christmas parties. Wow. Now, he would then, et cetera. He really enjoyed that side of it. And I think it gave Tavita a bit of perspective to what he was doing. He went through some dark, dark days. He was literally at the crossroads in his career and I needed to get him to realise he could own, he could be anything he wanted to be in the game provided he did it the right way. Isn't that a wonderful story? It is. And here he is next Wednesday night running out. I mean, running I, just, out. I hope the people of Adelaide realise what they're looking at here. That's right. A bloke who's been shoveling dirt, moving pot plants to get to Adelaide. It's a great story. You know, I'm reminded, actually, that when you mentioned their uh, you know, running in the bush and running yeah. around in nature ra- rather than just running around a circuit. Uh, it was the great Herb Elliott that uh, trained that way. He, he did. He trained. He trained he, running through the bush. Yeah. And he found it. he was much more engaged and got Relaxed. A, and became a lot faster. Yes. And a better runner as a result. His mind isn't thinking, this is crap, I'm running no. on the road, it's all no, like he's engaged. Oh, look at that. Look yeah, at that the there. Oh, look at, look at the shape of that twig. Yeah, the magnolia. there. Early. What was that? All yeah. of that. Yes. Yeah. So much more interesting. I can see that Tavita working at the nursery. Same thing. Same thing. Probably enjoyed Looking at the pot plants. The fuchsias. What is this pot plant? The peonies. Yes, peony roses. Yeah. Can you grow them in Queensland? I had no idea. Are they a different type of rose now? Have they been adapted? Have they looked at the DNA of them? All these sorts of questions. So many questions. It's it's just a wonderful wonderful story. (laughs) Rugby League remembers the Great War. Rugby League remembers the Depression. Rugby League remembers all the horrors inflicted by man upon man. Rugby League. Never forget, Rugby League never forgets. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, a couple of things. Would you like to see maybe on Thursday morning after a great review of the uh, State of Origin, some announcement about Vegas? Meaning meaning we've got to tease these things out now. So as we hit that mark on that last weekend in February. Yes. Um... You know, yeah, and, yeah. you know, maybe let's say, I know, for instance, I take the, use the example a bit of uh, Rod Stewart. He's got his hit show in Vegas at the moment. And so maybe, and remember, of course, you'll be able to see blah blah Rod Stewart doing the hit show as yeah, well yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or they're having a speci- mul- speci- special multi yes. on, uh, you know, let's face it, the local racing and sure. rugby league and so on. So we need to keep. Momentum yeah. going forward, otherwise yeah. it's going to fall behind. Yeah, I, I think there's got to be a series of what in the old days we used to call publicity stunts. Perfect. I think or that's teasers. what's needed, or teasers. Yeah. Why not establish a Church of Rugby League in Las Vegas and send over a celebrity couple to be the first to get married there or something? Now you're talking. Now you're talking. 
So mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter that the... A rugby league player. Didn't Tottenham get married recently and didn't <laughs> Luai speak at his wedding? Oh, it was wouldn't wonderful. Wouldn't it be great to see that again? Yes. To a bigger audience. To a bigger audience. Because they'd know it was on. Yes. And uh, that would be great. But can I ask, mm. are we talking about a serious marriage here or... Something well, where... hang on. You get married in the Church of Elvis Presley. I know. It's regarded as a, a, a real marriage. Sorry. Yes, I take it all back. You know. Sure, yeah. you can walk around the corner to the Elvis Presley divorce court <laughs> and have it nullified, nullified as nearly as I can tell immediately. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, you know, you find you don't get on. <laughs> There's no reason you couldn't apply that to the Rugby League, Church uh... of Rugby League. You can get married and divorced here at the same time if you wish. Give it some sort of novel tweak. You know, here's a couple that got married and got divorced within the hour. Yeah, that's right. And they on, loved it. On the Today Show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, with Carl and, and what, Sarah. Sarah. Now. Freddie, what would you make of that? Yeah, it's yeah. great. Would you do it, Freddie? <laughs> now, what I'm trying to get to is do we need people with profile to start kick this off? Yeah. So then we get to the tricky problem of, what sort of profile, though, HG? Oh, yeah, you mean Twiggy Forrest? Twiggy Forrest goes well, over I, and gets I was thinking of, gets married in the Church of Rugby League? Okay, let's put an extra episode in the Married at First Sight. Oh. That all the Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to be honest here. It's, I'm a bit vague on actually the nature of the marriage. Do they get Look, married first up? Yes, they do. They, they first meet on the wedding, on the wedding day. That, that, that's the... But I don't think it's a, a, a marriage that would stand up in court. I don't, I don't think. Oh, what a blow. I don't think it's a real marriage. It's a, we can't have that. It's we can't a foe, a foe marriage. Yeah, we can't have that. We've got to have serious. No, no, no. If you've got to get married in the Church of Rugby League in Las Vegas, it's a yeah. real bloody marriage. Real. But what I'm trying to fish for is, um, you, you know, just picking names. Let's say Margot Robbie. I'm not sure whether Margot Robbie's. I think she might be married, but right, you know, know, sort of superstars like that. Superstars. They yeah. decide, to, you know, that they'll get married in the Church of Rugby League, yeah. and then you've all of a sudden you've got this world attention on the fact that Margot Robbie's getting married That's right. in a Church of Rugby League. That's what? Right. That's right. And it's it's not a it's not a stupid thing or a fun thing. We're very serious about it. We we love each other and we just love our rugby league. And it just we just felt that this was a good fit for us. Yeah. We love Las Vegas and we love rugby league. We love rugby league values and mores and the morality of rugby league. And the redemption. And the redemption of rugby yeah. league. And if it doesn't work out, we can always get divorced. Simple as that. That's what I'm thinking. Is that what you're thinking? That's what I'm thinking. And there's no reason why the Sneesby Network or the Ida Storm oh, they, team they, could cover the first wedding to take place in the Church of Rugby League. And who's going to be the celebrant? Could what? it be Gal, someone like that? Well, I think you've got to go with Russell Crowe. Right, okay. You yeah, know, you've got sure. to, you know. Sure. Bit celebrity, of, celebrant. Bit of gravity. Bit of gravity. That's yeah, right. Okay. That's right. That's oh, right. Okay. That's right. Now, coming back to do you. Okay. Often when there's a huge build-up to, uh, you know, especially state of origin, yeah. there can often be disappointment because it doesn't go quite according to script. That's right. At the moment, they're really trying to, they being other media outlets, not us, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, Sneesby when he bothers to get on the blower about it or, you know, other, you know, uh, social media networks. Sure. Yeah. You know, like TikTok and that, are yeah. winding the match up on Wednesday night. It's going to be great. There's going to be so much rowdy mayhem that you won't want to miss a moment of it, which seems to me their only promotional tool. Often when it comes to push comes to shove, it's very tame. Mm. 
and people leave a bit disappointed and think, well, that was a damp squib. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Anyway. So what do you think it's best to not pro- not over-promote at HG? Is that what you Over-promising mean? is a bit of a problem with rugby league. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I... Unless you're caged in, this might happen. <laughs> it could be great. It, you might be able to Sometimes buy it. it's a bit dull, but sometimes it's really great. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you apply that to other things. So you might be able to buy a house. Yeah. If you go pony. If you win. <laughs> yeah. Unless the prices go up. <laughs> now, this is Joey Johns talking. And mm. Joey had a run of outs recently. It's disturbing. Sorry, HG. Justin Revelwood points out that Millie Boyle, she's a, one of the knights and a great rugby league player, uh, she's, a, she's a, a celebrant. She's well, a celebrant. Isn't that fantastic? So she could go to she Vegas. She could go to Vegas. Representing two things. Yes. Celebrants, marriage, well, I've got three things, and rugby league. And rugby league, yes. And we could show clips of her? Yes. Fantastic. Now all we need is a rugby league player. Or to, a couple. Or a, two rugby league players to get married. Right. That's all we need. Yeah. Now, this is going back to Joey Johns. Now, between now and next Wednesday night, if I'm not sleeping, well, it'll be for two reasons, Cameron Munster and Reese Walsh. So he's going to be wide awake. Right. They scare the hell out of me before the State of Origin series opener. New South Wales are going to have a huge job trying to stifle the two of them down the Maroons' left. That will come down to Tyson Frizzell, Nathan Cleary and Tom Dravojevic. Whenever Queensland need a clutch play, you just know they will go down the left side with Munster pulling the strings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they'd be aware of that. Surely Freddie would wise them up to that. You know, watch out for Munster on the left. Wouldn't he say something like that? He would. He he wouldn't overstate it. No. He's a very understated sort of bloke. I suppose. You know, so, you know. Yeah, uh, but while they're earthing, he could... You know, yeah, just mentioning passing. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, by the way, blokes, uh, just keep your eye for Munster on the left. Apart from well, losing <laughs> a little sleep over that, it's a great time of year. Both states have picked really strong teams and there's no doubt the Blues will go into the game with a very aggressive mindset. Oh, that's good that he knows that. Mm. It can be a bit overwhelming time for new players coming into the camp. Yep. Hines, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Hudson Young have settled in really well. Have they? they yeah. Was well, Freddie, sorry, has, has Joey jo- been there? Yeah, he has. Right. He's an assistant coach, I think. I didn't know that. Um, oh, of course, he's on Channel 9, of course. Channel 9. He's, is Carl, Carl and Sarah, are they part of the team? Yeah, they're assistant coaches good, as well. Good, good. <laughs> I tell you what, it was Sarah who spotted the Munster problem. Ah. Freddie, have you thought about that left with Munster? Right. Okay, good. There, there'll be, there's been no nerves. Now, we come down, it's amazing to be at training, watching the elite players at work. Freddie explains something in a meeting or a video session only once, and the players pick it up straight away. Yep. You can see them implement it immediately on the field. The message, implement what Freddie's talking about immediately on the field. The message about game one is clear. It's so crucial to determining who wins and loses the series. It's traditionally tight. I've checked the weather for Adelaide. God, he hasn't left anything to chance, no, has he? No. And it looks good, which to me suggests this game could be fast attacking game. I just hope there's uh, not too much coming down the Queensland's left, though. That's what yeah, obviously Munster yeah, yeah that's what he's worried about. He's worried about Munster on the left, isn't he? Now, how do we and correspond Tom, with this? It's up to Tom, Tom Trebor, Tom, it's up yeah. to Turbo Tom to snuff that out with Cleary. <laughs> isn't it? That's true. Isn't it? Someone's suggesting, HG, that uh, this is Lee of Queensland. Yeah that maybe Taylor Swift could be approached to get married and divorced in one day. 
That'd be excellent. That would be excellent. Do we know anybody in the Taylor Swift camp? We might. Uh, sometimes I get a phone call from her. Yeah. She was interested in talking F1 last time I spoke with her. Mm-hmm. I hadn't spoken with her now for a few weeks. But, but no, she's been no... busy. Oh, sure, sure, she has <coughs> been. Busy. She's on tour. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. Uh, but maybe <coughs> we could put it to... Uh, her people. Well, maybe she'd be interested in marrying Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> we could put it to him and try and tee it up. But only... Yeah, only as a wheeze, you know, nothing nothing real. Around. And Millie Boyle would come and do the ceremony, yeah. Millie Boyle would and, certainly do the ceremony, and yes. some of the music would be th- great songs of rugby league. You know, obviously simple, simply the best is in our mind because of Tina's Tina, R.I.P. recently. That, that's, right, that's right. But there's no reason why Taylor couldn't write something. For rugby league? For rugby league, yes. And they could play, I don't know, you know, Living on a Prayer? Is that the... No. This is my house, I think it was, the Bon Jovi song. Oh, yes, they could. They come and go very quickly, they, don't they? They, they, they do, yeah. Or Hootie Guru's What's My Scene, that'd be great. That would be great. Or What's My Team was the rewrite. That's right, that's right. Oh, there's any number of permutations and possibilities there, yeah. each of which the public could get a bet on. <laughs> oh, well, sadly, that brings us to the end of the program. Just when we got started and started solving problems, I felt we were making enormous progress there. Now, the thing is, Wednesday night, another match of Rugby League in this wonderful series called State of Origin. It's a three-verse ode if you've just joined us, and the first part is in Adelaide, where they love their Rugby League more than Vegas. Uh, Join us next week when we unpick the happenings of Wednesday night on Bludging on the Blind Side. Remember the podcast. It's available in a couple of hours' time, so you can relive the whole last two hours. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.